Welcome to Real Talk with Rachel. I'm your host, Rachel Gilbert, and I am a therapist on a mission to bridge the gap between mental and emotional health and faith. Today, you're listening to Talk Therapy, a short segment of the show that releases at the beginning of the week to allow space for God to move in our hearts and speak into our lives. These episodes are meant to be educational, not a replacement for your therapist. We are in a new mini-series on coping skills to calm your nerves and retrain your brain. Have you ever had someone say, just calm down when you're angry or you're anxious? If so, you probably wanted to throat punch them because those statements only worsen things. In this series, I'm teaching practical coping skills you can implement into your daily routine. Now, I'm not your counselor. These are simply ideas, so be sure to talk with your counselor about which coping skills are right for you. So far, we have discussed bilateral stimulation and verbal and written processing to calm your nervous system and rein in the runaway brain. Please go back and listen if you missed either of those episodes. Well, this week, we are reclaiming territory on a coping skill that is a God-given way to cope with mental and emotional stress, and that is exercise. Now, I said the phrase reclaiming territory because I feel like the fitness industry and all kinds of other factors have totally twisted God's original design for exercise. All right. Exercise is not just about calorie burn. It's not just about getting muscles and losing weight. Sure, do all those things happen? Yes, they do. But they're fruit of the exercise. They're not the original design. Okay, so let's start by first talking just about some benefits of exercise when it comes to specifically mental and emotional health. I'm sure you've heard all kinds of teachings about the physical benefits of exercise. Let's talk for a second about the mental and emotional side of it. Regular exercise can have a positive impact on depression, anxiety, and ADHD. It relieves stress, improves memory, helps you sleep better, and boosts your overall mood. Exercise is a powerful depression fighter for many reasons. Um, Most importantly, it promotes all kinds of changes in the brain, including neural growth, reduced inflammation, and new activity patterns that promote feelings of calm and well-being. It releases endorphins, which are powerful chemicals in your brain that energize your mood and, and they really just make you feel good. And then finally, exercise can serve as a distraction, allowing you to find some quiet time to just break out of that cycle of negative thoughts that feed depression. Exercise is also a natural and effective anxiety treatment. It relieves tension and stress, it boosts physical and mental energy, and it enhances well-being again by releasing those endorphins. So anything that gets you moving can help, but for anxiety, anti-anxiety, and when I say anti-anxiety, I mean prevention, right, from anxiety, you'll get a bigger benefit if you pay attention instead of zoning out. Things like yoga and other gentle movements are great for anxiety because of the added deep breathing. Since the mind and body are so closely linked, when your body feels better, so will your mind. Evidence also suggests that by really focusing on your body and how it feels as you exercise, 
you can actually help your nervous system become unstuck and begin to move out of the stress response that characterizes PTSD or trauma. Instead of allowing your mind to wander, pay close attention to the physical sensations in your joints and muscles, even on the inside as your body moves. I even like to, you know, if you're able to right now, just look down at your fingers for a second. We have so many joints in our body, but I like to just look at my fingers every now and then and look at, just kind of wiggle them around. And then, you know, kick an arm out to the side, bend and straighten your leg and your knee there, roll your head around. Okay, our bodies were designed to move. Just one look at our body and the way it functions, it was designed for movement. And so when you pay attention to what it's doing and you have that mind-body connection happening, it's really powerful. So exercises that involve cross-movement, again, here we are talking about that bilateral stimulation, um, that engage both your arms and your legs, such as walking, running, swimming, weight training, or dancing, are some great choices. Now, I do have to say a note here. Over-exercising, especially HIT, HIT just stands for High Intensity Interval Training, can have the reverse effect on your physical and your mental health. So be mindful of what your body's telling you and take active rest and recovery days. Now, here are some practical tips to add exercise. So if you're the one who's in the camp of, um, I for sure already exercise and I might even over-exercise, then that last point was for you. Make sure you're including rest days. Listen to your body. Okay, pay attention to signs of inflammation and chronic fatigue and getting sick a lot. When we over-exercise, you can even um, decrease your immune system, which is opposite of what we want to do. All right, but here's some tips now for those of you who are like, yeah, I just, I do, I struggle to find, you know, to enjoy exercise or to work it into my day. All right, so I got several ideas for you here. Here we go. First and foremost, diversity is key. So did you know that your body can move in three different planes of motion? So the transverse plane divides the body into superior and inferior halves, allowing for rotational movement. The sagittal plane divides the body into left and right halves, which enables forward and backward movement. And the frontal plane divides the body into front and back halves, allowing for side to side movement. Do you know what this says to me? That God designed our bodies in such a way that we don't always want to just get stuck in the same thing of going just one direction. And in fact, we call cross-training. Uh, by the way, if you're listening and you're like, how does this chick know so much about exercise? My undergraduate degree is in exercise physiology, and then I taught fitness for a decade before I went back to school to become a therapist. So that's my training, and I still love to exercise. It's very much part of mine and my family's life. So side note, just had to let you know that. But here we go. Let's go back to this. What this says to me, though, those different three planes that our body can move in, is it's such a reminder that we have to cross-train, meaning most injuries happen whenever people only train one of those planes of motion, okay? So it's a lot of injury. You know, my husband and I own a medical practice, and my husband is a chiropractor. And, you know, over the last, we've been doing this for over a decade now, a lot of people come in and, you know, they were bending over to pick up the pencil. Well, it wasn't bending over to pick up the pencil that threw their back out. It was, you know, years of 
first of all, being immobile in different ways, but then also just having weak links. And so we have to cross train. We have to diversify. So don't be afraid to try new things. Don't think that, man, every single day I have to go for a run. I would actually highly not recommend that at all. Mix things up and do things that just you can tell you're doing working different parts of your body that you don't always work. Now, if you listen to last week's episode on processing, another great, great way to get some extra exercise in, go for a walk, talk to God, a friend, or your spouse. So team up those two things. Actually, we're teaming up all three things that we've talked about now. You are processing, you're adding bilateral simulation, and you're adding exercise. So you're doing three coping skills all at one time when you go for, I'm not even, I don't even care how long the walk is, a five, 10 minute walk, okay? That's awesome. All right, next, make it enjoyable. Be a kid again. What do you enjoy? And really, you might even just need to tune out like all the things you've ever known about exercise. And when you go to do certain exercises going, do I enjoy this? Is this enjoyable? And you know, there's nothing wrong at all with challenging ourselves and doing things that maybe we don't enjoy. We need some of that in there too. But definitely make sure you have some moments that you enjoy. Think about being a kid again, because if you think about it, kids, especially when we were growing up, maybe it's not as much this way today, but kids just naturally exercise because they do things like jumping on the trampoline, jump roping, ride bikes. If you go visit the beach, go collect shells on the beach, go for a hike, uh, do a dice game. Those are super fun. You've have ever, you know, most of us have a set of dice rolling around and kind of choose like five different exercises you're going to do. You could totally do this with your kids. Roll the dice and say, okay, whatever number it lands on, that's how many push-ups we're doing. And then that's how many squats we're doing. And then that's how many lunges we're doing and stuff like that. My kids, I remember when they were littler, especially loved to do those kinds of games with me. All right. Another tip, skip the elevator, take the stairs, park at the back of the parking lot, walk in. All right, here's one, maybe not all of you will get, depending on where you live, but go to Costco with no list. Now I'm gonna tell you, you'll get really great exercise. Your mental health, I'm not sure how great it's gonna be for it because let's be honest, depending on when you go to a store like Costco, you might have to practice, you know, some patience and some, you know, extending grace whenever you get cut off by the umpteenth million person. But yeah, just have fun with that. And again, any of these stores, I say go without a list, but you know, go in, walk around, have fun with it. Even just consider your grocery shopping as, hey, I'm getting some movement in today. Uh, walk during your lunch break or while your child is at soccer practice. And then these last two are kind of just, they're not so much practical tips to fit more in, but they're practical tips to shift your mindset on this for a second, okay? Start calling exercise your get to not a have to. See, we get to exercise because that means I still have breath in my body. That means I'm still able to move my legs and I'm still able to go do these things. I don't know about you, but I do have people in my life who do not have the ability to use their legs. They used to. Um, I have a dear friend who used to, and now she's not able to. In fact, she used to be a fitness instructor with me. And we still, like, I know for me, uh, for me speaking, I, I don't represent all of you here today, but I can still move my legs. I've had seasons where I did have injuries and I couldn't, I couldn't go for that walk. I couldn't go for that run. And so you have to get creative in those seasons. And so I do want to encourage you, if you're able to move, rejoice. It's a gift that we get to move. 
And if that's you listening today that you're going, yeah, I can't do those things that I used to, I'm first of all, just want to tell you I'm so, so sorry. And then I also just want to encourage you if you're able to, you know, have any form of movement, even there's so many great things we can do in chairs now. So many chair yogas and different types of things. So again, look at your body, which pieces of your body you're physically able to move and just work with that and do what you can. And then finally, we have to submit this area to the Lord. Psalm 127.1 says, Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. So since our body is his temple, his house, let's ask him to show us how to move in love. He knows each one of us uniquely. He knows what we need in that moment, in that season. So invite him into that space. Your body needs to move, but listen to it. Years of silencing our bodies has caused us not to trust what it needs. So start by asking the Holy Spirit for guidance. Let me pray before we go. Father, I thank you for every single person sitting under the sound of my voice. I thank you that movement was your idea. Exercise is yours. That natural endorphin release that comes when we get moving It came from you. That's a gift from you. And we thank you for this gift. We thank you that we get to move our bodies. And I thank you that not only then does our body reap the benefits from it, but our mind and our emotions and our spirit all reap the benefits from exercise. I ask that you give creative ideas on how to get moving for everybody here today. And that would be a way that feels joyful and honoring to them. It's in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Hey, there is a printable worksheet on my website for today's episode under the podcast tab. Just click the coping series. It's in there. And it's a lot of what we talked about today, but just on a piece of paper so you can remember it. And then in my book, Image Restored, I dedicated a chapter to helping you find a healthy community. Um, You can pre-order Image Restored on Amazon. And then really, though, be sure to join my email list at rachelgilbert.com to be the first to know about the exciting pre-order bonuses. One I've already been talking about is going to be access to a private podcast. They're all just going to be great resources. Well, that concludes today's talk therapy episode, and I'll see you back here next time on Real Talk with Rachel. Rachel.